Hey everybody, welcome to Darisha's podcast, Elite Mastery. I created this um, series of podcasts because I felt that um, there's lots of information out there to inspire and motivate individuals like myself and people that I work with uh, throughout the year and all the speeches and talks that I do. So throughout the month and throughout the year, I'll be interviewing people who are experts in their fields and I consider them as masters. Enjoy the show. Today we have two wonderful guests who I love and respect very, very much. Both of them are young, vibrant and successful in their own rights. Let's start first with Anna. Anna is a vegan 26-year-old entrepreneur. I don't know why we have vegan here, but I'm proud of you for being so vegan. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, she's a beauty business professional and organizer of thoughts. Now, does that mean you're really organized? We don't know. We're going to find out. Okay? <laughs> with over eight years experience in the beauty salon industry, Anna's mission is to restructure owners and clients' experiences through amazing business strategies to make them more profitable, correct? Correct. Fantastic. If I'm wrong, do correct me. <laughs> sure. Energetic and definitely always positive, Anna is a startup uh, Blinks representative in the UAE. Our second guest is Vlad. Vlad is a serial entrepreneur at a very young age of 24. Undying hunger to grow and contribute to the startup ecosystem in the Middle East. He's already founded two small successful businesses. He's the managing director of Skinny Catering. This is the first time we met, it was through Skinny Catering, yes? Exactly. Dubai-based food and beverage concept focused on providing catering services tailored to meet the demands of large events and offices. Um, the company currently serves many multinational corporations, including Chanel, Siemens, NMC Hospitals, Master Foods, and many, many other large organizations. Having said that, you're an extremely humble guy who I respect very, very much. He's also the founder of Skinny Panini, a healthy fast food joint with a fixed retail outlet. They also operate pop-up kiosks and mainstream locations and events and feed thousands of people a day. Vlad was recently appointed the community leader for Startup Bling. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming our guests, Anna and Vlad. Thank you very much. Welcome. Were you nervous today? Yes. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I get nervous every time. And I read that every time Michael Jackson, although he was in the industry like 40 odd years, he got nervous. And because he said, when you're nervous, you perform at your best. The day you relax and you think it's no big deal, that's when you actually struggle. Yes, and people feel it. So it's good to get nervous. Okay. Welcome. <laughs> good point. Thank welcome, you. welcome. So Anna, start the ladies first, okay? So tell me, where are you from? From Ukraine. Ukraine. Whereabouts in Ukraine? Uh, Zaporizhia. Okay, and yeah. whereabouts in, in Ukraine is that? Is that East Coast, West, or Lower? It is East. East. It is close to Donetsk. Okay, so you did, have you have any, did you have any problems with the Russians and all this business? Is that near where it was or where the plane came down? <laughs> yeah. It was there. Like, it's very close to my city, basically. Did it's your like family experience hour, it? Did they, did they see it? What, uh, oh. We got involved a little bit, but not as much. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah, so it was. And is it, like, safe there right now? Yeah, right now, yes. Yeah. It's calmed down, yes, you see? Yes, okay. yes, But it was there, like, for a long time, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And were you worried about your family? Were you there at that time? Yes. You were? Yeah, it was one of the reasons why I didn't move. Uh-huh, your safety. Yes. But your family stayed there? Yes, they're still okay. there. I won't go political. I won't okay. see who you support or anything like this. But I just I support myself. Well, what happens? Yeah, and others I know. Um, what happened was I left Iran, and two or three years left, left after I left, mm -hmm. Saddam Hussein uh, invaded Iran. Although Iraq was a smaller country, 
it was a revolution and the guy thought he's just going to come in and take over although i was out i was always worried about my family mm -hmm. sometimes we're on the phone i could hear the air raid uh, sirens going on and it was really scary because i was in a comfort of a house in england and on the phone i can hear sirens that there was an air attack it's really horrible worried about your family it is so, brothers and sisters? Uh, no, alone. You're on your own. Yes, so, yes. you're a spoiled little yes, girl, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you're, and you're, a little bit. A little bit, yeah, I can imagine. And your mom and dad, are they entrepreneurs or do they have jobs? No, no, they're like totally not into entrepreneurship, not into business. So, uh, they're basically strict to their work, and this is basically the balance, the disbalance that we had in our family. Because I'm the first one who dropped out. <laughs> So what was their reaction when they found out mm, you were not going to be in a job? Yeah, yeah, they didn't basically let me feel like it's a good decision, you know? So they told you, don't do it. Yes. Don't yes, do it. You're yes, making a mistake. Yes, yes. Till and the end. <laughs> Till the end. Whose decision was it to leave Ukraine to come to Dubai? Uh, mine. They supported it or they mm, said, don't do it? They didn't know, to be honest. <laughs> it's like being Let's not escape. go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you escaped home? You ran off. No, I did. I, I, I didn't live with them, so uh -huh. yeah. And then you said, "Hi, mom." He says, well, "Come round for tea." I said, it's a bit <laughs> difficult because I'm in Dubai, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I came. Yeah, because like I, I needed to take the last decision once uh -huh. I moved to here. Yeah. In a way, I guess you want to escape, right? Mm, because you kind know, of, I, kind I, of. Not not escape from the Ukraine, but you escape from the clauses of exactly. Exactly. Be in employment, right? Uh, and it could be, be yourself. It could be yourself. Yeah, yeah. And without any influence. Exactly, exactly. Being in that community, in that like state of mind, you know, that people had there, mm -hmm. and especially with the war, it was like very, very bad. Like energy around, you know. Yeah. And when you arrived, did you have a job, or you came here looking? No, I, I, when I arrived here, I already got like free proposal. Uh, Not marriage, jobs. <laughs> <laughs> no yes, one knows. <laughs> it's a secret. Yeah. Okay. I said yes to all three. <laughs> That's how I lived for the last two years. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I got like three proposals, and um, I got I took one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, it is the Loft Fifth Avenue Beauty mm -hmm. Salon mm -hmm. as a hairstylist, senior hairstylist. Yeah. So it's were you like, like in an administrative change. role, or were you? A therapist or something, or a stylist. Or I was a stylist. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, okay. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's obvious I didn't know because of yes, my hairstyle. Exactly. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you for thank coming. You. I respect you very much. Thank yeah, you. and it's always a pleasure having you around. Thanks, Vlad. Is there such a young age? And I know your father has a successful business, right? Yes, that's and he, that's and correct. And he has an opportunity to stay in his company and work with him. Yes. And you decided to take the big risk and run your own businesses, right? Yes. My father was always in the business since his young age. And uh, he didn't have any jobs, actually. Uh, since when he started, he didn't take any jobs. He straight away started his business. And that's, that was for his whole life. And uh, Was his father an entrepreneur? Uh, no. His father was uh, working... My grandfather was working for a government organization. Mm -hmm. So he was feeling safe and, and, and very good. That's why he was against my father. Uh, starting a business or going in that field. Okay, and then for whatever reason your father decided to be an entrepreneur. So when you were growing up, you saw the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur. Uh, yes, I, 
I would say that I saw only ups uh, because my father he is a kind of a person that never brought anything negative to the family oh, really? and he was always trying to protect us from everything that was happening he was lending money he was trying to uh, keep us safe from that kind of environment and we as a family we always had uh, everything uh, everything best on our table so when you grew up and then you go through the ups and downs of, uh, of entrepreneurship. Do you respect him more? Uh, do you wish he shared more with you? Could have got you more prepared. Uh, I think because he didn't share a lot of uh, downs with with me as 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 a, as a father with son, I didn't know that he was facing some issues. And he felt he's still feeling like I don't know a lot about him. Mm-hmm. And at sometimes sometimes he uh, he feels that I don't understand him. Uh, that that was, but that could be generations. Uh, exactly, generation exactly, as well, exactly. Right? But he's always maybe you know digital. He's offline. That could be also yeah, things, right? Yeah. He, he was always saying that uh, what you know, you don't understand what I went through, and he was not sharing with me, and he's not even now sharing with me what he's going through. So he's he's very very close yeah. uh, person. He's but a I man's man, isn't he? Exactly. A man's exactly. man just takes it on and exactly. doesn't take it home. Exactly. That's, that's I actually I respect men like that. Thank you, thank you. I respect yeah. him a lot. Because uh, I go know. home and I bitch to my wife about the day and I get her depressed and I'm happy. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's but uh, uh, that's quite selfish, right? Uh, Best to just take it in. You're a man, you're a gladiator. You go there, fight the wars, come home. I think the family, uh, as I was, uh, let's say, growing, uh, I felt that there's a disconnection between my parents and in my family in general. Because my father was facing some issues, but my fam- family, they didn't know about that. And we couldn't support him. What he needed is he needed support from us. But we couldn't give it to him because we didn't know we didn't about know. it. And for my family, for a future family, I, was, I have the, the visualization of a family that will share everything with each other and will go ups and downs together. Having seen that, has that affected your personal relationships? Uh, with whom? With your partners uh, do, you, do you like have a different standard expectations of a female partner or a relationship uh, no because I, I'm always actually surprised uh, of the sense that I have a very different image of the life of the business of relationship uh, with my father and we always don't agree on whatever we have in, in, in that sense so I meant a female partner, like yes, a girlfriend. Yes, exactly. Uh, I have a completely different understanding of. Uh, so what? What is that understanding? Understanding of how uh, the relation should be built. Uh, that I was born in Uzbekistan. Uh, no one knows that, but uh, it's hard to explain people where Uzbekistan is. It's easier to say I'm, I'm from Russia. You know? yes. So I was born in Uzbekistan. In Uzbekistan, it's it's a Muslim country. And oh, you're Muslim. I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm a Christian. And for them, it's it's very uh, important that the lady, the woman, uh, they respect the man, and they never say anything to the man. And my father was was raised I in think that. I want to move there. Yeah, and my father <laughs> exactly. The lady does everything, and they I never. Like, I like that place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and what what I have, I I think I'm I'm somewhere in the middle. Uh, I think that the lady should support the man, but also it's not should be the man should not dominate in everything in, in the relationships. Well, I guess in certain ways the men support the women. Yes, right? exactly, exactly. Good, good, good. So, um, how did you guys meet? 
Uh, and by the way, to the listeners, you're not partners. You're partners in business, right? We are partners in business. Okay, yes. right. And how did you guys meet? And what was it that, uh, I know you were starting a business together, and I want to discuss that. But how did you guys meet, and why do you think that you make a good partners? We met on Sharjah Festival, Entrepreneurship Festival. It was um, in November. Yes, November. it November. Yeah, yeah, in November. And what, you were networking, uh, you bumped into each other or something? Yeah, I just, to be honest, it's like very mystery. <laughs> because uh, that day, I put a goal that I need to go to as much people and uh, talk to them and meet meet them uh, because it was a challenge for me and uh, basically we were living with my uh, friend and uh, then I saw three guys standing there and I heard someone handsome guys exactly. yes. <laughs> so you walked straight past them and you went to Vlad <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I heard they're talking, and uh, it seems something interesting. And uh, basically, I don't know how, but I thought that some one of them is Russian, and I'm like, I'm telling to my friend, like, shall I go to them or no? Shall I? And she's like, I don't know, take a decision. And I'm like, I need to take a decision. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I set a goal, I will go. And then I just like, I came to him and I said like, hi, my name is Anna. And, we share and then, yeah, you realized yeah. you were like both entrepreneurs and said, let's meet again. And then who came up with the idea of the business that you're currently running? Who decided to work together, set up this business? Yeah, uh, not really. How it, it didn't happen that uh, you know, positively. <laughs> positively, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we met on the event. I, was, I wasn't planning on, on networking at all. I was there yes. for uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was giving his yeah, speech. Yeah. Uh, and I was, how was he, by the way? Good? He was... I mean, the usual stuff, nothing changed. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <laughs> it was like 10 minutes speech, uh, but he's always... 10 minutes, been, yeah? $100,000 yes, $100, yes. for 10 minutes. Exactly. Uh, now he's earning 150 yeah, for amazing. 10 minutes. Uh, yeah, and uh, we've met each other. Uh, I've, I've said, let's, let's meet uh, at Skinny, um, uh, at the cafe, and we can discuss whatever we can do together. And we've met. She was a very, very uh, uh, humble. She was asking a lot of questions. He, she was interested in what I do, and then we fall apart for how long? Two, three months. We didn't speak to each other. We haven't met anymore. Uh, and then Anna started her uh, project. Yeah. With with beauty salons and all of that, and that's when she called me and asked me for help to support her on on the starting process. Right. That's how cool. it all started. Cool. Yeah. So in this business relationship. What do you bring to the table and what do you bring to the table? How do you, you know, give each other strength? How do you support each other? How do you become powerful together? Uh, I think Anna, she's... Um, Anna's like, I'll get a glass of water. <laughs> so Vlad does all the talking. Anna's like, how do you do that, Anna? <laughs> Let me breathe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Anna is, is um, very good at uh, understanding what... Uh, needs to be done in terms of the back of house and she's very good at organizing things uh, I, I'm very good at putting the ideas out there and uh, structuring telling how to do stuff and, uh, and the vision exactly and the vision and she's the one uh, she's a very hard-working person that, that's why uh, I think we connect because I've never I mean since I came to Dubai I am came from Switzerland I've stayed there for five years and, and People there, they're, they're hard workers. And here in Dubai, it was completely different. And that was what 
got me amazed with Anna because she's a very hardworking person. Yes. That's where she, we connected. Uh-huh. And that's what... So basically you looked at Anna as like your slave. Uh, mostly, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Anna, Anna uh, if I do 120%, uh, yes. Always, and I expect someone that is my partner, yeah. who is my partner, to do the same, and she's the one who who wow. is committed to do the same. Wow. Amazing. Um, right now, you're helping business, young entrepreneurs, people who develop. Tell me why why you want to do that. I know you're successful, but most people at your ages, 24, 26, they just want to. They're selfish. Yeah. Right? They want to party. They want their own <laughs> life. They want to party. They want to have the nice cars, nice apartments. But to start contributing and helping at such a young age, what, what made you do that? Uh, I, th- I think Anna is the best person to answer this because she went through, through the journey that we are trying to communicate to people. She went through it. She was working at the job and then she decided to move, to step out and start something on her own. So I think she's the best person to, to start. Yeah, so basically what I faced is uh, that there is no well-built community of like-minded people who can basically uh, help you or advise you on your way. So once I came here, I was uh, alone, yeah? So I needed to build uh, friends here, I needed to build some relationship, but basically it was like... You felt alone? Uh, I felt alone. Or you felt you could do more if you had support, you could do things faster. Yeah, 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 because uh, no one from um, my community at that time no one um, really appreciated my uh, desires, my, you know, my mm-hmm. energy, mm-hmm. my wishes. And also, yeah. you're a woman in this country, alone. Yeah. It's like, doubly difficult, isn't it? Um, in what case? Like, in one well, it's a male-oriented business uh, environment here, it's right? And sometimes I feel maybe they don't take you that seriously because you're a woman. Maybe, to be honest, like I have still this question in my head mm-hmm. about like how to combine this role because I really want to feel fit like myself as a woman and, uh, and I want to build an international company. So I'm still thinking about like how to make it like nicely in the real life, you know, to combine it. Sure. Yeah. Because the strength you have. Yes. Mind you, at the same time, your industry is a female industry, right? Exactly. So beauty salons yeah. and hair salons and stuff. Thank you. Fantastic. Yes, yes. What do you think is the makes a successful entrepreneur? Uh, from my perspective, it's two things. Sure. Uh, the first one is, of course, we discussed it yesterday. Uh, it's when you bring value and how much value you bring to other people. Uh, that's what people are ready to pay for. And, okay. and the second one that I, I got uh, the understanding uh, just shortly uh, that it's how quickly and how effectively you find, uh, process, and analyze the information. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so that's that. What was my uh, uh, setback? I would say I was reading a lot of books and trying to find the information that I needed. That's how we came up with the idea to help entrepreneurs. Uh, no, that's not my question. My question is, what makes somebody become an entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur? Passion. Not Passion. Energy motivation, understanding your needs and like your, your real desires. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And in your, and what else? What else? Discipline. Of course, like you need to have like really nice habits and uh, like to develop your skills always. You need to be open-minded. You need to but listen most, to those. But most yeah. entrepreneurs don't make it, do they? Yeah. When, when, we, when we talk... I agree. 
I agree, but most people don't make it. When you go to open up a bank account, the bank manager says, did you know 86% of companies go bust in the first year? 80% yeah. of that 20% goes bust in the second year. Yeah. People still risk everything to become an entrepreneur. Yes. Uh, when we talk to people uh, that want to become entrepreneurs, uh, there are different reasons, different desires why they want to do it. And it's not always something that will uh, help them to sustain this on this, on this journey. It's like uh, being... Uh, self-employed or being free have being your own boss you know or making a lot of money uh, this these things they don't last long yeah. that's why people start and they never finish they quit they quit and this is where we want to come and, and tell that before that uh, there's a lot Prepare. exactly before that there's a lot in, in, in fundamentals uh, like leadership like uh, positivity uh, risk-taking a lot of that it's, it's not only the business rules that you need to learn, right? It's only also the fundamentals that you need to... And skills that you yes. can learn even when you're at college or even when you're at school, but they don't teach it. What I find is that entrepreneurs, when they start, they think, I don't have to work so hard. Yes, they're thinking about it, like, you will get like, yeah. a lot of free time. Yeah, you know? I'm nine till five, yes. and when I have my own company, I don't have to work so hard. Yes, yes. And then yes. they get a shock of their lives because they've got to work three times harder. Correct. And take Correct. all the risk. Correct, Correct. Yes. And when things go wrong, they're responsible. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. And then they just don't want to take this. No, and they quit. What I find is that most people do everything they can to avoid the word money. Right? And when you sit down with them and say, how much do you want to earn? They don't know. They don't know. And all they're thinking about is the tree in front of them, right? They're missing the whole wood. Yes. Right? They're missing where they should be in so many years because they just want to afford the next holiday or get that apartment or that car. Yes, they don't plan for long term. Would you agree? I agree, completely agree. That, that's, that's why they, uh, they quit because they then focus on micro uh, setbacks that they have yes. and they don't focus on the, yes. on the macro uh, picture. Yes. Uh, they want to make it until the next holiday. Yes. And when the next holiday is gone, then, yes. then there's no motivation left. Next holiday? That's true. <laughs> it's, no, it's so true. Because they tick the box of the holiday and they got no more goals. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And, and money as well. I mean, the, the amount that you set for yourself, it can be achievable. Yes. I mean, most people, they set targets like, I don't know, $10,000, $20,000. Yes. And once they achieve it, they don't even try to go higher. Yes, yes, yes. Um, the other week, I attended one of your seminars and it was about networking. Okay, can you tell me about what's good networking, what's bad networking, please? Uh, I think we, uh, especially in Dubai, we have the understanding of, of networking is, is very twisted. Yes. So what, what people uh, know that 70% of all jobs are, yes. are from networking. People get jobs from, net, from knowing someone that is working in that company. Yes. Uh, and they know that if they want to get something, it's from someone. It's, yes. it's who you know, basically. Yes, yes. Uh, but they don't understand that the profitability that they, they, they're going to get. It's not only in money terms. Uh, they, they connections. Think, exactly, exactly. Education. They, they don't make connections. They start networking. So, when tell they me, need uh -huh. so tell me the top five problems where people screw up when they're networking. Uh, first, Would you like Thank you so much. first problem is they don't have a goal. Uh, they don't so they just know. turn up. They, they, they know there's a networking event, they just turn they up. They just turn up, okay. yes. Just whatever happens, it happens, right? Okay. 
The second problem is that they, they because if they don't have a golf, they don't know where they want to, who they want to meet. Uh -huh. They have so no idea. So just have conversations with anyone and exactly. everyone, everything exactly. they're doing okay. Exactly. Okay. Who I, I need to meet, they have no idea. Uh, so then we take basic stuff like how to approach people, mm -hmm. how to talk to them, how to greet them, uh, all, all the body language. So the, sometimes they say the wrong things. Exactly. Sometimes they approach them in a bad way. Exactly. And the, that prospect is gone. They lose trust. Exactly. Okay. And, and they think that networking is not, not working. Working. Because... They're not doing it right. Exactly. Right. People told me to go networking. Right. I went and it didn't, it didn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they drop out. Yeah, yeah. So then it's it's uh, how do you which the most important part is how do you keep those connections because once once you earn them mm -hmm. how do you keep those connections? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's very important. Uh, people think that networking is uh, I got to know you I got what what I want a contact. It's or, instant. Or, exactly instant. Yeah. And I never follow up. I never meet you again. Mm -hmm. This this is what we get very very wrong. One thing I liked uh, and I respect from you both is that every time we meet, you either record me or you take notes and within 24 hours, you send me an email confirming what we just discussed. Not that I think they're professional, I think that they actually were listening, they were hearing me, right? And it makes me feel important, right? That every point I said meant something to you, you took notes, you valued it and sent it to me. And because you do it consistently, your credibility with me goes up. It's it's very valuable. Uh, your attention and your your knowledge and experience. Yes. It's very valuable for us. Yes. And uh, we cannot miss the opportunity. Yes. To not record it or not to write it down. Yes. Because we know we're not going to find it in a book. Yes. We're not going to find it online, uh, and we have a pleasure uh, having face-to-face -face, uh, mentorship sessions. Right. That's that's. It's, it's, uh, How long? We really appreciate that a lot. Oh, Thank you. you're welcome. How long do you think, the thing is you're enthusiastic and I find after once or twice of sharing it with you, you're doing it. On average, how long do you think in your courses it takes somebody to give them the new skills and for them to practice it? What I find is that many people, especially the older they get, they're harder to change the habits, yes, correct. right? They're so in your them. programs of helping entrepreneurs to network better, what do you recommend to them? We do have one program that basically helps them to uh, discipline, okay. become disciplined, and okay. to achieve, to set their goals, to understand what they want, how to go there, and what to do one, two, three, four. So do you do you do the one tr session, or is the number of sessions in your program? Number of sessions. How it's many? Like how many on sessions? Monthly, monthly basis. Like for how long? For uh, six months. For six months, so yes. six sessions, yes. okay, yes. and yes. just to like just just based on networking. Uh, it's not based on networking. It's based on your personality, basically. Okay, like tell you me. build the personality. Okay. Like you have different exercises, like to set up your goal, to understand how do you want yourself, like to be like in five years. In so your years. course is about entrepreneurship, not about networking. Networking is part networking, of it, right? Yeah, part uh -huh. of it. Okay. Because if you don't carry yourself right, you can't network properly, exactly. right? If you don't have a goal, you just go into exactly. a party and just yeah. waste your time. Yeah, so that's why this is one of the basic products that we have. Okay, okay. If you could teach top three things to young entrepreneurs, what would you teach them? Uh, top three things. I know you've got dozens. But yes, yes. Uh, what what uh, I would teach is, is to believe in, in yourself. This is very important, especially for me, because um, I faced it the hard way. Uh, my father was a very negative 
influence on influencer you. on yeah. on me in terms of the in terms of the business. lack of encouragement exactly knowledge and uh, when when I finished the university it was like I was obliged to work with him it was not an option it was like I give gave you everything and, and you work. actually did that didn't you I I, I so did you it. felt the payment for education was not unconditional it was conditional are you what wow amazing. exactly exactly amazing. I feel it till till that moment till that day that oh. it was not unconditional it was conditional and that I have to pay it uh, in, in, in some time right and I was living with that it was hard hard for me and the moment I left him uh, it was not like leaving any other company we discussed with the girl yesterday she cannot leave the company because of, of her boss. I was living from my father and that said, if you leave what I do, you're not my son anymore. Mm -hmm. So that was a very hard moment for me and uh, he didn't believe in me. He said that I'm, I'm doing something uh, very, very uh, out of out of the real business things. So believing in yourself was... was uh, Did you confront each other? Yes. Well, like raised voices type of thing? Yes, or? yes. The, prob the problem was uh, the, the type of business that he runs. Uh, I, uh, the, the way of business you think he is dying. Uh, yeah, you exactly. don't see the future with it. I don't see the future. Uh, I don't see that that type of management because I was raised almost raised in uh, in Europe countries. Uh, I, I saw the different type of, yes. of management yes. of treating people mm -hmm. of building big companies, right? Mm -hmm. And we didn't agree on that. Uh, and he, he said that I have. The yeah, but you too naive, right? What do you know? You just come out of university to tell me how to treat people. Yes. yes. Yeah, you're still wet behind the ears, right? That 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 what I okay. heard every single day, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so believing in yourself, uh, taking risk, taking risk, uh, especially in, 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 in entrepreneurship. Yeah. So work. you felt you were drowning. Uh, right? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I was. I was depressed. I didn't have any energy because my father was was telling. How me long that. were you doing that for? Uh, it was one year. Wow. So yes. long. It was one year, and and the problem was that. Uh, I was living in the same apartment with him. Okay. So it's not. It wasn't only. When breaking. Exactly. It wasn't only work, but we were coming back home, and it was the same, the same experience, same. So you were in conflict all the time, all the and time. you never broke that and became. Let's go to the movies, son. Exactly. Really, never. Exactly. We we did six months after I left, mm -hmm. uh, and I decided to go on my own. Uh, I recognized that when all the pain went away, I recognized that it is my father. He gave me a lot, and I, I need to spend time with him. He's he's a great person. So that's when we started to to go out together and having dinners together. That's, that's very nice. important for me. That's nice. And then into dinner, how long does it take before you want to leave? Uh, half an hour into dinner. <laughs> it depends on his mood. Uh -huh. uh, he he's uh, he's a very strong man, but he's affected with uh, with different things. Mm -hmm. And depends on his mood. Uh, I'm I'm more chilled in that sense. I I can leave. I can. But then, but then, are you in the during the meal? Are you walking on eggshells all the time, or are you relaxed? Or sometimes uh, it just comes at you. And I'm, I'm never relaxed. I'm uh, never relaxed because you're always on eggshells. Yes, because I have you don't know when it's gonna come. I have a filter that what I can say and what I cannot say, and that that. And sometimes you can't share your challenges because you're wrong, right? Exactly. You silly person. You didn't exactly. exactly. So. Your advice is have strength within yourself. Don't listen to the noise, right? Yes. yes. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe in what, what you want to do. Uh, don't, don't stick to... Yesterday we met some guy who's making a lot of money, but it's not exactly legal. Yes. Okay, because he doesn't know. He's a really great guy. He's very honest, but he doesn't have the license to do what he's doing, right? So you could end up in a bad place. Now, he believes in himself. He's a great speaker. and He's only 25. Yeah. 
today. Yeah. It's his birthday. Yeah, yeah. I, I sent him a happy birthday, happy birthday message. So, obviously, he believes in himself, but we all know he's going in the wrong direction. Okay, and maybe he's blinded by the money. So, when you see that, how do you advise a young entrepreneur that he's going in the wrong direction? But he's definitely believing himself, right? And he's not listening to noise. And what we say could be noise. Yeah. Uh, the money uh, discussion and the money topic is very contradictional to me mm-hmm. because uh, my desire and my motivation in the business it's not money uh, it's money is the energy is the resource the main resource to build what I want but at the end result is the legacy uh, I feel like that you're I, thinking about your legacy at I'm 24. thinking about yes I'm, I, I'm wow. thinking about my legacy starting from like wow. 18 years old and I I I was never thinking of business as, as money. I was thinking of business as something that I can build, that can help people, that can transform not only lives, but the history of how we live. And that's much, uh, when I take decisions, uh, they, uh, they are structured in a different way with people that take decisions on money point of view. Because I lose money a lot in decisions that I take. But I know that in a certain period of time, let's, let's take it two or three years, that's gonna be paying off and it's fine for me. For guys, to you, it's an investment. Uh, yes, yes. For me, it's it's life. It's it's. Uh, I have I don't know maybe eighty or hundred years to live, and that's that's my journey. It's it's, uh, it's only started, and that's that's where I'm going. So I'm jealous. <laughs> it shouldn't be. <laughs> I don't have hundred years. Thank you. I don't want you to be ignored, right? So, Thank you. yesterday you made uh, an interesting comment that three beauty salons or salons go bust in this country every day? Uh, yeah. Every day? Yes. So what's the main reason that they go bust? They basically do not have a structure system. And Because um, running a salon or opening a salon is not cheap, is it? It's not cheap and no. it's not as easy as people think. Yeah. So what happens is the, the owner thinks, I want to open up a beauty salon. Because I like makeup. Yes, yes, right? it's beautiful. It's easy to manage. Yeah, I will yeah, get a lot of yeah. money. Everyone needs it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this and is basically the real thought. Um, what happens? Uh, then on the hand, you don't have what basically you expected from the beginning. Why? Uh, because you need to train your staff. So what's the biggest problem with the, with the entrepreneur opening up a salon who doesn't understand it? So they don't... They do not... Yeah. They do not build the system before they basically start. So didn't they, do plan. Not, they, they didn't, didn't plan. plan, they <coughs> didn't prepare, they didn't uh, create a brand, they didn't know the audience, like they didn't know like basically. So they did no market research, exactly. they did no planning, Yes. but they threw money into a villa, did it all up, Design, threw the money in. Yes. And what about recruitment of staff? Also, they just take everyone, you know. Okay. Yeah. And then they wonder why they got no customers. Exactly. Or they but can't keep customers. Yeah. But right. beauty business is all about like clients' experience. Because I was quite prominent in the beauty industry because mm-hmm. we had salons for 17 years. One thing I did was, when I was talking to salon owners, they were so blinded. Yes, they just didn't want to listen. They did not want to listen. Do you have that problem? Same. Yes. They hire you, but they don't want to listen to you. They don't want to listen to you. And they lose all the time crazy right they lose all the time every single month they go into the back pocket take the cash out and put it into their sinking business right and as a consultant I want to cry for them but they don't cry for themselves (laughs) it's true isn't it 
True. And you're hurting, but they don't want to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. And what about comes to choosing products? How do you decide what products you should choose? Uh, for the beauty salon? Yeah. It depends who is your clients and depends basically what uh, level of services do you provide. Mm-hmm. It depends on the price. But basically, it's coming from clients. So you look at the margin. You ask yes. your client based what they're going to like. Yes. Okay. Because exactly. again, from the beauty industry, I noticed that lots of people go for the Guinos and the Clarins and all mm-hmm. this because they have millions of dollars of budgets, right? Mm-hmm. But not necessarily the best products. Yes. Yes. Okay. So if I was in a salon, would you recommend me to mix it, have some well-known brands and more less known but more corrective? How would you advise me to have to choose my products? Mixture or do, do I go for Gino and hope that name brings people in? Does that make sense? Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that brands, products, uh, is the reason why people are coming to the cell. Interesting. They're getting there like for service and for the result. They don't care basically what products they use. Okay. That's so as I long think. as they trust the therapist, exactly. they'll Therapist, come. brand. So when you go into a salon, how do you make the therapist be loved by the clients? What do they have to do for the clients to love them? To take care of them. It's how? easy. How? To take care from the how? beginning. Like, how do they show uh, ask, care? Ask them some questions. Uh, welcome them uh, to provide exactly the service that they ask for, mm-hmm. not they, they, the therapist wanted to, you know. Because from my experience, mm-hmm. sometimes they just want to make the most amount of money, right? So they recommend to the client the big, most expensive treatments. Would you yes, agree? Yes, yes. This is what, why, like when they do not listen to clients. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I noticed something else that um, they don't always recommend. Uh, what I hated was. It's like it's a personal trainer. You pay them, but then you have to listen to the life story. Oh, my boyfriend left me. I've got this other. Oh, the boss is this. And I'm sitting there going, the client should be doing all the talking. Now you're turning all your misery to the client. Yes? Yeah. That's what I mean by system. Like, you Mm -hmm. need to train your staff for them to know how they can talk to the client. Do you know what was my challenge? Biggest challenge. One is I'm a guy. Uh Okay. All these mixed salons. Yes. um, it was like, what do you know? What you're a guy, you don't know anything about beauty. Mm-hmm. So that was a sexist thing. The second thing is, we can do all the training, but when they go into the room and the door shuts, you have no idea how they're doing a massage ritual. You don't know how they're doing a facial ritual because you can't be in their room. Right? I felt yeah. I lost a certain amount of control mm-hmm. when they went into the room. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. If it's yes. nails, you can see, you can hear yes. the hair, you can see yes. this. But when you go into the room and close, you lost that control. And I hate having a business when I've got no control. You know, there's a part where you yes. lose control. Yes. Right? So what do you suggest? Because if I hire you and I say, Anna, everything else I'm happy, but I'm not, I'm not sure if they're doing the massages correctly because I'm not getting repeat business. You with me? Yeah, How, yeah. What do you recommend me to do? So basically, first of all, we need to check why is it happening. Mm-hmm. Why is it happening? So we need to analyze. Uh, we can do a moustache shopper. Interesting. Yeah. So send. That's a good idea. Yeah. Just send moustache shoppers in there, yes, and then get yes. an honest feedback. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And then we can see what is the problem, and we create a strategy how we can solve it. Okay. But basically, it's always on training. Okay. Good. 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 And system. Yeah. What's it like to work with women? Sorry? What's it like to work with women? 
complain to men? <laughs> so I'm never going to ask you that question because whatever you say, they think he's, he's prejudiced. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah? He's a man. He's, he hates women. Right? <laughs> it's a little bit difficult because yeah. Uh, yeah, women are emotional. <laughs> yeah, tell I me, tell me from a woman's point of view. Tell me. Yeah. I love to know. Yeah. Right? Um, so it's it's hard for them like to take a decision uh-huh. sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah, most of the times. So do, they, so do, <laughs> and, do they leave it to you to make a decision? Um, no. Do they have, from a men's point of view, women have tantrums, right? Do you feel that? Do they like go lose it? Yes, yes. Because you said that sometimes they get emotional. Yes, yes. And then if you have a confrontation, do they carry the carry it on forever and ever? Because me and Vlad could have an <laughs> argument, right? We punch each other. We go, and then within five minutes, go right. All right, mate, let's go for a drink. Yes. Okay. I. My experience, right? <laughs> women tend to carry it on a bit longer. Would you find that? Yes, yes. And then once they decide they don't like you, that's it, you're screwed. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing in the world you can do. Yeah. That's a decision's been made. Yeah. You disliked. Yeah. So because they drive by emotions, mm-hmm. it's very hard to work with them. So, so I always prefer to work with men. Uh-huh. So you go, you go, but unfortunately you're wrong business. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I love working with men, but I'm in a beauty salon business for women only. So, so here's one thing that I'm actually sometimes people don't like, mm-hmm. right? I very quickly make a decision whether, as a consultant, they should keep some of the stuff or fire them, okay? Because I believe if somebody is miserable, they'll carry that negative emotion to the clients, to the colleagues, to the business, and they I call them terrorists in your organization, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. So yeah. at what stage? Do you decide that you should fire someone, okay? And then, and then, the, the owner likes them. <laughs> Have you ever had that? Yeah. Just, what do you just do? A week ago. Because I'm screwed. Then I'm thinking, right, okay, it's time to actually hand my notice as a consultant to move on. Yes. Because yeah. I'm never going to win. They're nev- I'm never going to win because they're like a terrorist in an organization. Do you have that? Yeah, I had it just like. So what do you do? Uh, basically, she she kept the decision. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I tried Against to push it. I yes, I basically explain why why the decision to not taking her is better than yeah. taking her. Yeah. <laughs> but she still but went yeah, ahead. Yeah, but it didn't work unfortunately. Are you? Is she still your client? Mm, yes. Isn't that painful? Because every day you go, the terrorist says hello to you. <laughs> yeah, and you have to pretend I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do that. I, can't, I leave. If you don't respect me for what they're paying me for, I'm not going to sit there and take the money and pretend. Does that make sense? Yes. It's hard. It's hard. I remember once I had a client. I don't know if I told you this story, but uh, they hadn't paid the staff for six months. Oh, Did I tell you this story? No. And they said to me, we have a warehouse, and it was a water purification company, huge, in Friso, Jebali. And said, please tell the company around so we can pay the staff. But whenever you come in, don't go through the warehouse because they'll beat you up. Because <laughs> they haven't been, you know, given a salary for six months. So one day I said, okay, and I, I was slowly, after a couple of months, turning the business around and they were slowly paying people off. <clears throat> and then one night, for some reason, I was stuck at the traffic light and a convertible Bentley came next to me really fast. I turned around and it was my customer, okay? And I followed him to his house, and he had a Ferrari, Rolls Royce, huge house, everything. And suddenly, it's like my heart was ripped out. They have that lifestyle, 
and I hadn't paid a couple of hundred of the staff for six months. And they were happy. They were happy. So just God put him next to me and I followed him and I had a sermon there. And the very next day I had a consultation session at his company. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting in the car park and I'm thinking, I'm gonna fire this guy. Because he actually doesn't care about his staff. I'm gonna fire this guy, I'm gonna fire this guy. I, I didn't want to go in. Have you ever had that when you sit outside and you don't want to go into your clients because they haven't listened to you? Anyway, I did. So I found out my life coach, a guy called Dave Crane, who we interviewed the first time. And I said, look, Dave, I've got this problem. They pay me good money, but they're crooks, right? Because they're taking all the money and they're paying the staff who are actually bringing him the money. And he said, you know what, Darish, are you doing good business for them? I said, yes. He said, are you turning around to profit? He said, yes. He goes, see their staff as your clients, not them. So serve them. And suddenly my perception changed, right? And I went in, worked with them six months, turned the company around and left. Yes, and all the staff got paid. But you can't change management. You can't change the owner's attitudes. Yes. Yes? Yeah. So I moved because it didn't hit my values. Yeah, it's very important to have to balance your values yeah. and basically what you're doing. Especially in your business, because it's a service business, right? Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, that, that's that's why I think we got connected to you because um, I have a same perspective on that. Uh, I believe that people uh, make things great yes. and not the processes, the money, the, product, the products, the, the office, how beautiful your office looks. Exactly. Yeah. I, I learned it the hard way when I was starting. Uh, I, because of my ego and young age and ambitions, I thought that let me save on people and I can do everything myself. Yes. Uh, and then once I hire them, I can give them all. Mm-hmm. You know, the, it's gonna be fine. I can give motivation, encouragement, the training, life that they always the li- on, exactly. Yeah. And when 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 I went to this path and I understood that it wasn't the case, I cannot. First of all, manage them. I cannot give them all if they don't have motivation. If they don't see the, my vision, if they don't have the same values, it's not going to work. The business was suffering. I was suffering because no one respected me. And then when the, the turn around point came, when I was like, I need to uh, turn it around, hire the people that have the same values. And from that moment, I was, care- I was caring about people. I was like, people change the business not yeah. not the other way around yeah. i can do, i cannot do anything by myself yeah. and people cannot do anything well you by can yourself. you can be a very successful self-employed but self-employed. you'll never be rich right? exactly yeah. exactly yeah. selling your time but so have you sacked people uh what do you mean by that fired people uh yes a lot have you fired people yes i did do you make the decision on the spot out of anger or like the day before you thought this person is not going to work out and you plan it uh, for me, usually there is a proper structure in the company where I have all the KPIs that they need to accomplish before I make a decision. Okay. Uh, so you got proof? I got proof. Uh, I don't make decisions on, on firing someone uh, emotionally. Lightly. Light, yeah, yeah, exactly. If, if, if they perform good and, and they have the same values, the vision, uh, we all make mistakes. Uh-huh. Uh, and I have factors that tell me in a business okay, this, this person is not going to bring you where you want to be. Uh, either you give training to him uh, or if... If they're trainable. If they're trainable, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or you fire him. And firing for me was all, all the time, I don't know, I'm a very friendly person, and, mm. and uh, but it was very, very uh, easy decision to fire someone. Really? 
because I was basing my... Uh, you had enough evidence. I, I had enough evidence uh, that was showing me that it's not going to work. And it was always... And I treated people after I fired them. I, I find them With jobs. With respect. I find them jobs uh, based on my connections. Oh, which you felt suited their characters. Exactly. Do you exactly. know what I... What I I know it sounds, I'm, I'm very kind of emotional and energy is important to me. When I come into my office and I don't like seeing someone, I think it's bye-bye. If I actually like Yahya, I love seeing him, I, I give him a hug, yes? And I think if I like him, his, my, his colleagues will like him, the customers will like him, yes? And his energy fits. But if I'm seeing him and I think oh, I've got to avoid this person or, oh no, this person's here. Yes, that sends me a signal that it doesn't fit. Yeah. Doesn't mean that person is a bad person or crooked or anything like this. It's just that the energy doesn't fit. I agree. Okay. I agree. It's it's like your family. We, we yeah, you got to dance yeah. with people, right? Instead of struggle yeah. and and how many times have you had member of staff and after a conversation you feel drained? Yes. Right. They should lift you, not drain yeah. you. That that that's when you are speaking about motivation, and yes. I completely agree with that. Yes. Uh, if, if they don't have this motivation, then that's not going to happen. What's interesting, what I like about what you said was that you build enough of a case in your head that it makes that decision-making process easy. Yes. What I find most of my clients, they make an emotional decision. Yeah. Right? Especially you you pissed me off. Yeah. You fired. Yeah. Yes? And they go, oh, what did I just do? I've got a nightmare to deal with. Yeah. Do you agree? Yes. So yes. they avoid it. Yeah. And it drags on and drags on until it becomes so painful. Interesting. So what you're saying is monitor, measure, key performance indicators throughout the employment of that person, and then it's in black and white whether you should keep yeah. them. Yes, yes. I actually, uh, when I came to the father's company, mm -hmm. and that was my first, uh, I would say, decision, is to fire all the people that were, were ooh, there. Ooh, ooh. Uh, yeah, well, these are highly educated people, aren't they? Uh, trained? They weren't. That's a, that's what they were easy replaceable. Uh, they were easy replaceable. They were not trained. They were uh, very, I would say, uh, comfortable where they were. Okay. They're uh, too relaxed. Too relaxed. They didn't have any KPIs whatsoever. Nothing based on performance. Mm -hmm. So fixed you felt they were they were uh, stealing. Stealing from my father. Yeah. That's, that's In the nicest possible yeah. way. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And and that was the first decision that my father didn't like, but had to take on it because you felt loyal to them right exactly they've been with me 10 years they've been screwing me for 10 yes. years so yes. what's another 10 years yes. and, and they felt it like young guy coming from the university firing everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. is gonna it's gonna bring us to shit you know where was your office uh it's in jebel ali al maktoum oh dubai your father's in dubai yeah, yeah, yeah. He, oh, he's, he's, he's uh, he has companies all around the world mm -hmm. so he travels right now he's in russia uh, how often do you meet each other uh, during during summer, he's uh, always somewhere in the cooler places. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, but during winter, two or three months, he's he's uh, here. Oh, that's fantastic! I didn't realize he lived in Dubai. So you got yes. your family close to you. Uh, father only. Yeah. I understand. So um, that was the first rule: don't listen to the noise. Yeah. Second. Uh, so second, uh, challenge yourself. That's that's what what. I've heard from a lot of people that are successful, and from you especially. So don't relax. Uh, yeah, don't relax. Ch challenge yourself. Uh, set set goals that it's it's not imaginable even that you can you can do it in a few months' time. What if the goals are really really big and it is unimaginable? Are you with me? It's yes. just like I want to be a millionaire in six months. I want to have two million dollars cash in my bank six months. Now the big thinker say, why not? Think about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, imagine it. What would you say to them? Uh, you know, for me, it's, it's still questionable and very interesting because since age 18, I had a clear picture, like I see the future. Like people see, they say they see the future. I don't know really if they see the future, but I see my future so clear and I see everything that I'm going to achieve so perfectly clear, like I can see you right now. And for me, it was never an so issue. So your future is beautiful. It is, it's very, very. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to be alive. <laughs> so, and for me, it was always clear where I'm heading and what I was always doing was breaking it up. Breaking it down into smaller goals, smaller, smaller, smaller. Uh, and that's what, during our events, during our workshops, we suggest people to do. And that's, that's what you suggested yesterday. Uh, that's what we did. It was very, very helpful to do the exercise that. Uh, to break down the goals and, and see uh, what you need to start with first. Uh, if I want to build a legacy, legacy meaning uh, a lot, a lot of money. But right now, I don't have a lot of money. So what you say to people is, do small goals and yes. then have the big one yes, yes but then do small measurable yeah. achievable yeah, like small goal step. daily goals i know you guys set yourself daily goals right yes yes amazing we do we do and thank you for helping yeah. uh, keeping no, us fine. accountable it actually makes a difference doesn't it because you feel like oh it's time i've got to send that report <laughs> right yeah i know normally you're quite flexible with it but now you've got this me on your case it makes a difference right yeah, it is it yeah, is, it is. Uh, i know it's not easy all the time i know it's not easy all the time but it disciplines you it, exactly it, th this is the habit i think that everyone talks about mm -hmm. and it's it's uh, sounds so easy but no one no one uh, applies it correctly uh, in my apartment i have the whole wall uh, that is only specified for goals. So I have three month and six month and one year goal. Wow. And it's broken down. I have, I think five or six layers. So starting from the big goals, six layers, what needs to be done on daily basis. Wow. And what I do, it's easy for me then because I don't need to create anything daily. Yeah. I just wake up, I look at what is written already. It's there. It's there, I note it down and I go and, and do it. I don't have to spend the time to, to sit and, okay, what I'm gonna do today? What I'm gonna do today? Do you think some part of you wants to show you that you can do it uh yes yes some part even that i i say it's not like that but some, some part, part inside of, of me see uh, yes i proves you wrong yes it's it's uh it's not a bad thing it's not a bad thing it's not a bad you thing. know my mom always said he's better than you she's better than you you're not good enough we're not actually saying it but always going on about other people how amazing they are never me being amazing yes. so in my head and I know I'll never get it. I always thought, you know, well, one day you're gonna say that about me, right? Now people say, oh, she said it. She says it about you to other people. I said, but what is that to my face? Yes. You mean so much. Exactly. Even at my age, I want my mother to be proud of me, right? Yeah, we're discussing with Dana this all the time because we have a similar situation with our our uh, families. And uh, that's that's not only with the father; it's it's a mother, it's, it's, it's yeah, brother. Yeah, very connected to to our family. Yes, in, yes. in general. Yeah. Yes, amazing. Because people didn't achieve it, they think that what yeah, we're same. planning to achieve, it's it's not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that some people are driven by safety, right? Be careful this, be careful that, be, and you don't say that to an entrepreneur. Be careful because you're so damn careful, you never take a step, right? Yes. Yeah. Watch out for this. Yes, life is tough, isn't it? Life is tough, but gladiators win. I yeah, the tougher the gladiators you are, the more battles you win. 
right. that's uh, the, the biggest battle uh, that people have nowadays that between young entrepreneurs and old entrepreneurs mm -hmm. so if you're a young entrepreneur people in Dubai it doesn't feel like that but all around the world because Dubai is quite a young country exactly right? and it, it feels like people don't respect you mm -hmm. if you're a young entrepreneur but when we when you speak about risk right so by by I think it was entrepreneurship magazine that said the the average uh, the, the average person that succeeded in business was 45 years old uh, and uh, but when you're 45 years old and or 40 to 50 years old mm -hmm. you don't take risks and you usually stick to yeah. whatever you know already you have experience you have knowledge and uh, you're gonna do the, the, the same way uh, of, of implementation as well that's that's what I think we have uh, as young entrepreneurs uh, all, all over the world they say that you become more creative you're more creative at a young age because you take bigger risks and we have nothing to lose. You I mean, to lose we don't yeah. have responsibilities. We don't have uh, wife, husband, kids. Uh, we don't have that. So we have nothing to lose. And always decisions that I make, uh, I think, okay, what is my minimum that I can live on? Uh, it's 3,000 grand, 3,000 dirhams, right? Mm -hmm. If I make the decision and I lose everything, should it be okay? It's fine for me. But people at 45, 50, they, they cannot... Have kids they have school. Kids. They can't just say, yeah. They cannot... They cannot implement those innovative ideas those high-risk ideas yeah. and that's I think that the, the best advantage I would say that young entrepreneurs have uh, so push yourself take your risk exactly. challenge yourself exactly third uh, so third have a vision okay uh, always have a vision where you're going so you don't lose focus you don't lose focus yeah okay. the, the same story that's uh, it's not my story I think it's it's uh, Toby Robbins or uh, someone someone come up came up with it um, when you in airplane in aircraft 99% uh, of the time is out of exactly direction. 99% turbulence wind and autopilot brings you back exactly and that's that's exactly what happens in life because there are out there 8,000 uh, aircrafts in the sky at the same time that's the same the same thing entrepreneurs yeah. a lot of entrepreneurs in Dubai and now especially it's trendy and I'm, I'm coming from F&B business. F&B business, people think it's the easiest business in the planet. Yeah. I just cook at home and I just send I cook it. at home so I can do that for 50 people a day, every yes. day. Yes, I cook at home so I'll send it to my friends. It's the most common problem I have with my clients. I love cooking, that's why I sell a restaurant. And that's, that's, I think, the biggest the biggest struggle for them because they don't understand the seriousness of yeah. it's It's romantic. Mm -hmm. they, they think that if, mm -hmm. if it's a habit, everyday habit, they once do the food it. is good, everybody will come. Yeah, yes. the dishes will clean themselves. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the food because there's always food in the fridge. There's enough cabbages there to feed yes. fifty people. It doesn't work like that. Yes. So there's I'm no government saying you know the meat can't mix with vegetables. In your home, <laughs> nobody asks you. Do they? Imagine every day somebody comes and says, "Yeah, your carrots and your chicken and everything is on one." But Trade. actually, in Dubai, it's 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 not. It wasn't legal. Yeah, uh, it became legal like six months ago uh, that you can cook in Dubai. Uh, you can cook and at home and and sell. sell? No, yes, you can I, I I think so because I've met a wow. couple of people that were telling We're doing me this. it. Yeah, we had a lot of people coming to um, to us uh, and actually using our services to uh, cook their meal plans. Uh, not for them, and but for their friends. It. Oh, really? Yes, they were selling it to their friends. So if I have five friends 
I'm gonna sell him mm-hmm. uh, her a meal plan that so I'm gonna make. So use you as a central kitchen. Exactly. So we deliver, we cook for them, we deliver, and they make a, f- I don't know, 500 dirhams out of a person. Yeah. Just just connecting uh, us to that person, just giving right. a number for delivery, and nothing else. They don't make the license, uh, and what people don't didn't recognize that they need to provide a service and F and B. And when people started complaining about the food, I uh, I never heard their complaints yeah. because they the friends that brought the food to them. They never reacted. They were like, oh, yes. they complained a couple of times. It's gonna be all right. But their friends. The funny thing is when you're cooking at home and you cook for yourself, right? You don't have to pay huge bills or rent for that. That's another thing is when the bills arrive, reality hits, yeah. right? Interesting. Cash flow is important, isn't it? Because your energy changes when you got no money. 100%. Right? One thing that shocked me yesterday, we did an event for the listeners and the viewers. We did an event that was eight in the morning start to whatever it takes and everybody stayed till 11.30. What was amazing was that a lot of people turned up late, really, really late, when they knew it was eight o'clock. And they took longer lunch breaks, they were complaining, their backs were hurting, this and that, what time is gonna finish? And then they got into it, right? I was wondering, thinking, you're all young, what's your excuse, right? Surely at this young age, you should push yourself, challenge yourself, why are you so weak? That's what's going through my mind. Why are you so weak? I was thinking, is it a new generation that they can sit there in front of a phone and think they can set up an e-commerce site and make money? Yeah. Because I remember how I made money was as a salesperson. Um, I used to live in Manchester, north of England. Okay, and it was six o'clock on a Friday. All my colleagues were in the pub. Right. I was door knocking in London. So my manager would phone us. Where that? How are you? Yes, and they had chips on the car. I say, I'm door knocking in Northamptonshire, yes, or Northampton, yeah, yeah. which was a four hour drive home on a Friday. Rubbish! Oh, yeah, you are, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I was most successful when I was doing that because all my competition was in the pub. Yeah. Okay? And I was catching the owner closing the door of his factory or his office. Also, I was successful when it was really raining. When it was pouring it, and it yeah. often does in England, mm-hmm. guess where all my competitors were? In the office. Yeah. In the office, hiding away from the rain. And I used to go there with my suit, yeah, drenched, yes? And I used to wear glasses and water down my glasses. And I used to get so much sales, because they loved my commitment. Yes. And they felt a bit sorry for me. Yeah. Right? So I find that, the, from my experience, the young entrepreneurs aren't prepared to go that far. You were shocked yesterday at how relaxed people were, no? And you were like, they don't want it enough. I heard you say that a few times, they don't want it enough. And if they don't want it enough, what's your future? Yeah. Miss targets, miss opportunities, regrets. True? Yeah. It's complete true, yeah. yes. So it means there is no passion. This is, how can you teach someone passion? Teach someone passion? Yeah, can you? Uh, I don't think so. I don't like you need so. to have inside of you. Yeah. It's in your DNA, isn't it? Exactly. We've interviewed many people here, and mm-hmm. what I'm noticing, and I've never noticed before, actually, is this powerful, positive mentality that's coming across from the other side. Have you noticed? Thank you. None of you feel negativity. 
you just constantly feel you can overcome everything. It's a challenge that you will hurdle, you'll jump over, the fire that you'll go break through. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Have you yeah. noticed that? Everybody is so positive, everybody is so motivating, and everybody says they have that desire within, and nobody taught them. True? Nobody's taught them this, it's just inside yes. you. I think the mix of energy and passion between like people, like team or community, this is what makes like big and great things. Yeah, amazing. I think uh, my opinion, mm. on I, I know Anna, is that we need to sit down together, you and I, and mm. I'm serious about this. Uh, you can be there, but this is for Anna's business. And we need to laser beam your presentation because yes. you have the most amazing business. But at the moment, it's just not scalable at the moment, right? Yeah. So you're always going to be selling your time. Exactly. I think you've got amazing capabilities. I think you need to work on the USB, and in my opinion, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and make sure you have a system whereby lots of Annas, you get a cut from lots yes. of Annas. Otherwise, you're always going to be working with one-to-one yeah. -one selling yeah. your time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not as a goal. Yeah. <laughs> And I think what we should do is sit down and focus on a system whereby Please, I would really you get four or five clients a month and you're not doing it yourself all mm -hmm. the time, right? Okay, we can do that. Thank we you. Can do that. Five years down the line, what's in store for you two? Mm, I would like to have an international company. Like, you I, would like to or find out what's going to happen? You would like ah. to? You would <laughs> Sorry, like to? No, I would have it. <laughs> Correct, so say it again. It. I would have an international company in five years. Okay, so you can go into Regis for $50 a month, open up an office in every city <laughs> of the world. So, and then you come to me and say, how's it going? I, I, I open up an office in every country and continent in the world and it's costing me $250 a month, right? <laughs> what does that mean? Basically, I set this goal when I created the first first of my projects. It is a beauty salon co-working. Uh, so basically, it is a beauty salon, but the one that rents spaces for beauticians. So, so how many stuff? How many staff do you have? And what's your turnover? How much money are you making this right. time five years down the line? Three millions. How three many? Millions. I do have three millions dollars. Three million what? Cash dollars. in a bank or turnover? Uh, no, in my bank. Okay, so you and how much are you making a year? Good question. <laughs> I need to calculate. Yeah, <laughs> you see what happens is you know it and you're telling me it's about goals and visions and everything. Mm. But here's the thing you have to do. I have loads of sales and marketing consultants that I train, okay? And they, they don't have money, mm -hmm. okay? And I have life coaches that I train. And when somebody says, they go to approach someone and say, I'm going to be a life coach. I'm really good at life. And the guy says, if you're going to be a life coach, what's good about your life? They get offended. Yeah. They get offended. Yeah. Right? Because they don't have a good life, right? They want to help somebody else. Sales and marketing consultants who can't close the deal. Yeah. And they wonder why the guy's not hiring them. <laughs> because you're going to teach your staff not to close deals, right? So my suggestion is, again, if you don't mind, mm -hmm. is that be very specific with yours. Probably he's got his goals written on the wall, right? You need to do the same. Be really specific. $3 million and go back. What did I do in the past five years to get me to $3 million? And contract yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. I will do that. In every office, right. how many staff do you have? What's your structure? 
do the consultant travel around the world? Yeah. How much is it costing you? How much Sales. are you charging? Yeah, exactly. Sales. And what's happened to your brand, your company name? Is it world known? Are you going to sell it? Are you going to cash in after five years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I would do. Because okay. I think you've got amazing talent. Yes, you certainly have the energy and you're very, very smart. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Five years, Vlad? Uh, five years, the, the, the picture is very clear. Uh, I'm the, doing focus, that. The, the focus, um, yes, money is going to be there, uh, but the focus is to uh, build something that is going to be helping people and communities. Uh, that's very important for me because when I was starting, no one was helping me. Uh, and no one helps if you don't ask, right? Uh, I understand that people are close, especially, especially in Dubai. Uh, I want to build a company that is going to be uh, helping entrepreneurs, making people h- happy, uh, not in terms of if I sell services to the company and the company makes money. I don't, need, I don't make people happy, right? I make sure. a few of them who are the owners of the company. Yeah, more cash. Exactly. That's, that's why I'm an F&B, because I want to make people happy through food. Uh, three, three uh, I would say three industries that I would be in for sure. The first one is F&B. Um, I'm going to be always in the catering business because I see a huge opportunity, especially with food. I mean, uh, the market is growing uh, year by year. And the second industry is IT. This is where the future is. Uh, IT, where you can grow exponentially. I mean, the, the, the fastest growth right now is in IT. Uh, and the third one is uh, the, the public speaking, uh, helping people. And teaching them how to from a stage exactly, exactly. So you can help the masses in one go exactly. exactly. Yeah. So let me add. <laughs> yeah, because uh, what Vlad said now about the company to help others is basically also my uh, my goal oh. as well. Yeah, yeah. To to create and to bring a value. Amazing. Well, I'm not going to see you guys again because I'm going away tomorrow. When am I going to see you again? Because you have a plan ready for me. I didn't go to. I didn't have a chance to go through that contract because I've been really busy. But I will promise you, please, next week. So um, when am I going to see you again? Once you're ready. Once you're back. Twenty first. <laughs> okay. Twenty first. Okay, We're here. Done. We're here till twenty first. How long? How long have you been? How, how long have you been here? Have you enjoyed it? Yes. It's passed like that. I want you guys to come back six seven months down the line and share with the audience and myself your success and your failures right because i want the audience to build a relationship with you yeah okay yeah, yeah. and maybe you know like you get this fast track and you see the baby growing up walking and suddenly yes, running yes, and yes, the athletes yes, yeah that's yes. what i want the audience to see you guys do that okay so thank you very much for coming thank i really so enjoyed the, thank you, thank you. The, our chat it wasn't as bad as you thought right yes <laughs> I love you, Darius. Thank you. I love you very much. Thank Thank you, Anna, for coming. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.